Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Tool Workshop. I'm really, really excited for this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about being fearless and living your dreams. And I have a fantastic, really confident, really vibrant, really happy, very special personality <laughs> who's going to talk to you about a lot of things today. Um, this person is Kemi Ondokotino. She's a Ugandan playwright. She's an actress and filmmaker. She started a music platform called Akadope, and it is aimed at giving new Ugandan artists an audience. Her directorial debut short film, Chemvu, won Best Narrative Short Film at the Pan-African Film Festival. She was also featured on CNN's African Voices for her influential work in the arts. Kemi Yondo has done a lot of amazing things, but I really want to highlight two most recent ones. One of the great things that she's done is she pioneered a project called Five for Five to raise funds for Ugandan filmmakers to produce short films. So the idea is five Ugandan filmmakers raise through her project $5,000 to produce a short five-minute film. What she ended up doing was raising funds and contributing some of her own funds towards what will now be six Ugandan filmmakers who are all female producing these short films. So production is already underway and that's something for all of you guys to look forward to next year. I did also want to mention that she recently launched a fantastic IGTV series called It's a Vibe, but I'm going to bring in Kemi Yondo right now to tell us a little more about all of these things. So welcome, Kemi Yondo. Thank you so much for having me. You have such a soothing voice. Do you know that? I didn't know that, but it's good to know now. <laughs> it's very calming. Definitely useful for this work, I guess. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know I, I, I already went into your profile. Um, I don't feel that I did it justice because when I was researching about you, there's loads. Um, and I think what people will appreciate even more is that you have a master's in the arts um, and you've done so many things. So how about you tell us a little bit of who you are and a little bit more detail on what you've currently been working on? Okay, yeah. So um, basically, I think I was always into the arts, you know. Um, I remember distinctly at 10 years old being on a, a school play and it was like the first time I actually felt seen and I felt like I could express myself. And so I think from that 10-year-old girl, we've just like kind of continued to venture to where I am now. So I continued doing like plays and so forth. And it's interesting because today someone else just tweeted me about a project I did and they said, wow, you know, it's my dream to write, direct and star in my own films. And it wasn't my dream actually. My dream was just to act, but no one was writing for me. No one was writing for, you know, a black girl who sounds not, like mainstream America, for instance. No one was writing anything for African women, period. And if they were, it was a very stereotypical perspective. 
so I ended up writing for myself. So that's how I started writing. So then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I write now. And then, <laughs> so fast forward to 2015, I can't get cast in a film. I can't get cast on screen. And I want to be able to be on screen. No one was casting me. No one was casting me for the same reasons that no one was writing for me. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'm directing. Oh, I direct now. And so it actually was never my dream. It just was a beautiful mistake, but also a reminder of like how a lot of times women, black women, African women, we, um, we are often uh, forced to be multi-hyphenated mm-hmm. even when it's not our dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, so that kind of pushed me everywhere. Um, but I am grateful because right now I just finished writing on a TV show um, yeah. that is on, that will be on Stars. It's called Step Up. You know the Step Up movie? Yeah, I know the Step Up movie. It's a dance movie. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a TV show, um, which is funny because Neo is in it. And in high school, I was obsessed with Neo. And so I told my friend, <laughs> yeah. And so when I told my friend I was working on this TV show, she reminded me and she said, whoa, 17-year-old Kemi would be freaking out. Yeah. And it was like a beautiful reminder of like, wow, like I really am doing things that 17 year old Kemi would be freaking out about and that's I kind of like now guide my journey to freak 17 year old Kemi out you know (laughs) that's really amazing I like that you highlight how many of the things that you've done that you've self-started were not necessarily your dream but kind of born out of necessity but yeah. how the culmination of those things has led you to here. I think that's a really important lesson. Because I think often, you know what happens is people, um, they, have a, they have a thing that they want to be. And this is not just the arts. They're like, oh, I want to be, be a hairdresser. And they're not getting hired and they're not getting hired. And maybe, you, maybe it's meant to look like something else. But I think if you're so fixated on the thing you're supposed to do without having any flexibility, you'll be very limited in life, especially as a woman. You'll be very limited because people aren't giving us what we want and they yeah. aren't giving us what we ask for. And so a lot of times it's going to take a lot of shifting and doing things that maybe you're kind of okay at. Maybe you're going to have to be a marketer at some point or maybe you're going to have to start a business. And I think. It's unfair, but it's what's required of us, I think, is to be super flexible and willing to take on skills that we weren't necessarily trying to take on. Yeah, I understand. And I I wouldn't even focus on using the word unfair. I would just say that's just the way that it is. And I'm more impressed by you pushing yourself to do all of these things and how much you've so far achieved. Speaking of what you've just mentioned about self-starting, there's a strong sense that comes across from speaking to you and following you on social media of confidence and fearlessness and pioneering the way forward. And I'm interested in whether this has always been the case and where this comes from. 
you know, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I hope that's not the message. Um, because I try to share a lot of my fears online. And maybe, maybe the confidence you speak of is I am confident in my flaws and I'm confident in my vulnerability, which yes. I think is a deep confidence that I can recognize that I have. Um, but my goal was always to never make it look easy. Yeah. My goal was to never make it, you know, you've seen people's Instagrams. It always just looks like yeah. they're winning. Yeah. Like award, then red carpet. And I, I could do that. It, it, I literally could do that. I could make my life look very fabulous. I could make my life look like I'm at event after event, but I never wanted to do that because I, I, I used to drive for Lyft, for instance, yeah, which is like, and I would talk about that all the time. So you'd see me on the red carpet and the next day you'd see me driving for Lyft because I never wanted people not to see the full picture. And it's important to me because I always thought, what if someone comes here to chase their dreams and they're driving for Lyft or Uber and they, they get discouraged. Oh, I'm not achieving my dreams because that's not what it looks like. Actually, that's very much what it looks like. It looks like doing your nine to five and then getting dressed and going to a red carpet and making it look like you belong in Hollywood. And I was always, I was always, and still I'm so passionate about sharing that. I know a lot of people who don't talk about when they don't have a job. I yeah. currently am unemployed. I finished my last gig. I do not have a job. And I know I'll get a job, but I don't mind talking about the fact that sometimes you're in the middle of jobs because you gotta, you got to let people know what your life actually looks like if people are looking at you. And if you are the type of person, I think, if you're sharing, oh, look at this award I got, okay, then talk about your struggles too because it's actually not helpful to um, show people just the highs of your journey without the lows, you know? And so I think that confidence comes from knowing what I wanted to see when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And the confidence comes in when I started to share very vulnerable things about myself or when I started to share, oh, I go to therapy or when I share, oh, I'm driving for Lyft. Mm -hmm. I started to notice that more people connected with me because they could relate. I appreciate how you've structured the conversation around confidence and even self-belief about showing a more real version of yourself and your life and what people can expect if they're trying yeah. to go into the same market or industry or even just make it where you are, wherever they are. Um, on how difficult it is. I do appreciate though that there's a, there's a braveness and a fearlessness that comes with sharing vulnerabilities. And I'm wondering if you think that's also rooted in a deep self-belief you have of yourself. I've never thought about it till now, but yes, I've always <laughs> had a very, when I look back at my younger self and I've yes. been thinking about her a lot recently, Mm -hmm. um, she always believed in herself. That was, like that has never, that has never um, changed about me. 
And even in my moments of doubt, I still know. <laughs> and I will add this. I think my belief in myself has less to do about me and more to do with the fact that I believe what I'm doing is, is um, like, for instance, five for five. I actually think that's my calling. Mm-hmm. I think my calling is to create an ecosystem mm-hmm. that feed into Uganda's film industry. And so at the root of my belief is I know there are people that need this dream of mine, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not, a, it's not for me. It's more about the dream. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. And I think I've always, I always tell people it, you have a, you have a career if you're serving yourself, but if you have a calling if you're serving other people. And I've always felt like I have a calling. Okay, great. I was going to ask you how you know that the work that you're doing now is your purpose or your calling. You've already answered that. I do also want to ask, one of the reasons I brought you onto this podcast for our audience is because we work with a lot of female Ugandan entrepreneurs. And one of the things, even when they have the plan, the refined idea, um, the strategy, how they're going to roll out their products and services, they still struggle a lot with self-belief. I know you mentioned that you've had a strong sense of self-belief when you were younger, but I was wondering what you would say to someone that doesn't or someone that wants to create that kind of mindset that's deeply rooted in believing them in themselves where would they start especially for the ugandan ugandan entrepreneur so i would say that most of us do have a strong sense of uh self-belief but what we also have a very strong sense of is imposter syndrome and um i've talked a lot about this because i have a whole lot of imposter syndrome i actually call myself I was telling, I think I was either telling my manager or a friend that I am the most confident, insecure person I know. <laughs> and that's how I feel that I am. Because um, imposter syndrome tells you, is that voice inside your head, right? Like, why are you even on this podcast? What do you know? Or yeah. ah, if she asks you one more question, she's going to figure out you're a fraud. Yeah. And it's, it's that little voice we all know and so what I told people is to give your imposter syndrome a name like my imposter syndrome's name is Izzy Mm -hmm. Uh, and the more you separate yourself from that voice and you make that person separate from you the more you can listen to it and not take its advice because the problem is when you think Izzy's voice is your voice then you're going to take the advice of Izzy. But when I, when I start to separate and be like, okay, this is Izzy. What do you have to say, Izzy? Okay, you don't think I should be on this podcast because what do I know? Okay, okay, that's cool. And then I tell myself, well, what if my friend told me that? Like if, if another friend of mine was like, Kimmy, you shouldn't be on that podcast. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you can go kick rocks and go jump. <laughs> And so if I'm not going to take it from another friend, I'm not going to take it from Izzy either, right? Yeah. What you start to learn is Izzy or whatever your imposter name person is, 
it's just trying to protect you. It's all protection. It's don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. But you need to separate yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about someone who has their products and they're ready to think and Izzy's like, no one's going to buy it. You tell Izzy, great. Thank you for protecting me. If no one buys it, that's okay. At least I did it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to launch this for me. Thank you, Izzy. I'm going to do this. So it's not about ignoring it because I found ignoring does not help. Yeah. Because it becomes for you more. Yeah. It's like a five-year-old. If you don't listen to the five-year-old, it's just going to become louder. Yeah. I found acknowledging, oh, okay, that's cool. And then going ahead and um, doing it anyway, doing it afraid. Don't wait. If you're waiting to not be afraid, that time's not going to come. Even releasing is a vibe, which is a very fun, low stakes show. I had nerves, but I will do it anyway because the if you, I think a lot of us wait for that moment. Like now, I'm ready. You know, I had a drama teacher who used to tell me, "Always start a little bit before you're ready." I really love that. I think you really have summarized, and I think your story as well demonstrates how we should go ahead and do the things we feel we ought to do, even when we are afraid. One of the other questions that I had to ask is what you would say it means to be a fearless woman. I want to put a caveat or disclaimer that I know I'm fearless from all that we have discussed and you know, being practical in terms of imposter syndrome and all of the doubts that we have um, is not it's not a word that I'm using literally, but I yeah. still want you to go ahead and describe or give us your version of what it means to be fearless or brave or, or yeah. what it looks like, yeah, to go out and, and get something. I think um, I relate more to the word brave just because I know that I'm full of fear. I'm full of fear a lot of times. And a lot of times I do things with fear and I'm very passionate about other people knowing and understanding that and also realizing fear is just a part of it. And a lot of times fear is excitement and a lot of times fear is anticipation and a lot of times fear is protection. And so I relate more to brave. Mm -hmm. I think being brave is allowing multiple feelings to exist one of those feelings being fear um and doing it anyway i i always say just do it anyway do it with fear do it with like speak up when you're afraid that's that's what i consider brave mm -hmm. um launch the product when you're not sure who's gonna buy it that's mm -hmm. brave also, I've done many things that have failed, by the way. <laughs> like, I, I tried to start a, a, a fashion line, mm -hmm. and, and it failed. And guess what? I'm still glad I did it. That's yeah. brave, you know? Yeah. Because my thing is, I never, want to, I never want to give... I always say this. I say this to my manager a lot. I don't want the no to come from me. I want the no to come from other people, right? Right. So to me, being brave is, is allowing that the no will come from other people. So don't give yourself the no. Don't be like, no one's going to buy this. 
no one, no, 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 no. You do what you got to do. If they say no, they say no. That has nothing to do with you. And yeah. so being brave is, to me, following the thing you know you need to do because we all have that thing. We all have a thing that we know we need to do. And I know you know it because when I say that thing, you know what that thing is. Yeah. Uh, and doing it. Everyone has it. And, and their heart races when people talk about that thing that they're not doing. So it's doing that very thing that whatever's on your mind right now that you're like, no, 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 no. It's doing it with the fear, with, with the uncertainty and with the vulnerability and just doing it and seeing what happens because you won't die. <laughs> I quite love that. I think what I have extracted from this myself is that being brave um, feels like many emotions at the same time. And I think also what I like is and what I use as a as a strategy and I like to hold on to as a mindset is fear as a guide. So a lot of times the things that I don't want to do and I realize that I don't want to do out of fear are many times, whether they fail or succeed, what I should do at that time. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that what you should do. I love that. Yeah. I love that a lot because I think this idea of fearlessness, it, it also is the reason people don't start things because they're like, I'm waiting to feel fearless. Yeah. But I can promise you, you talk to anyone, they, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always fear. Yeah. And that's fine. It's fine. And I like that I even structured that question wrongly and like through a conversation, we corrected it. So yes. <laughs> so I want to do something that we are calling our lightning round of fast questions. It's okay. not something that we do with all of our guests, but I thought it would be perfect for you. So it's really just five short questions where you either complete the sentence or you choose one or the other options. Love it. Okay. So for the next two, you're going to complete a sentence. The one thing I love about human beings is. The one thing I love about human beings is their ability to connect extremely fast. Okay. The one thing I dislike about human beings is. The one thing I dislike about human beings is um, our fear of the other and our fear of things that are different from us. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, for this next one, you have to complete a sentence as well. Uganda is special because. Oh, so many things. Uganda I know. <laughs> Uganda is special because it's home. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is be content and alone forever or unhappy and in a lifelong relationship. Ooh, content and alone. And that's my life right now. So yes. <laughs> Again, not a surprise from anyone who has listened to you, watched a single video of you or yes, anything. But I yes. wanted you to come out and say it. I think it's important. <laughs> yes. Don't be afraid to be alone, y'all. Yes. 
I know our audience is going to want to follow you and some of the things that we have mentioned or to learn more about you or to make an attempt to even connect with you. So where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kemi, K-E-M-I underscore Yondo, Y-O-N-D-O. Great. Thank you so much, Kemiondo. I really appreciate it. I know our audience you, will benefit from hearing from you. Thank you for doing this. I also think it's a, a really dope platform and it's lovely to see women. I love to be interviewed by women and it's just very different situation when that happens. So thank you for asking.